It's time, friends. It's time. If you want to make money betting the NFL, this is the week to jump on board. I'm not losing this week. I'm turning a profit. Believe it. Follow all my picks. Let's get right into it. This is Free NFL Bets. My name is Eric, and these are my free week eight NFL bets. I am currently on the season 38 and 31, 55% winning percentage for a total of minus 0.05 units. So guys, I've had some incredible bad beats this year. So many bad beats. And you know what? I look back and I think, hey, seven weeks in, the first seven weeks of the NFL can be so unpredictable. They have been. And that's why I'm basically even on the year. But you know what? The last half of the NFL season, I always turn profit. And this is the week that's going to get us back into the green. Ever so slightly. But back in the green. All right, let's get right into it, guys. <clears throat> I'm not going to do a recap of last week. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do it at the end. I'll do it at the end. I, I don't want to talk about last week. It's just the amount of bad beats, and that it's just awful. But let's keep this positive. Let's keep this thing going forward. We are winning week eight. Let's go. All right, so the first play, <clears throat> excuse me. The first two weeks of the play were Thursday Night Football. If you don't follow me on Twitter, which I highly suggest that you do, because as soon as I place bets for my own, and I release anything that I'm betting on the NFL, I am posting on Twitter immediately. So all my official plays are on Twitter. That's when I post them. I post them as soon as I bet. I released two plays on, I think, or maybe three plays on Tuesday. First was Aaron Jones over 36 and a half yards receiving. That cashed pretty easily. He was the most targeted Packers wide receiver. I mean, I really should have made this a two-unit play. I don't know why I didn't. I'm killing the player props this year, or at least 1.5 units. I don't know what I was thinking. That was easy money, easy, easy money. So, yeah, that cashed. And then I had a bad beat on – my second play was the – Green Bay, Arizona total over 50 and a half total points. It's rivaling the Monday night under that I tease with Baltimore Indy for the worst beat of the year so far. But man, that one was pretty freaking brutal. Uh, you had the Packers at the one yard line, four plays in a row, couldn't punch it in. That would have, and well, no, they punched it in. And then they overturned the call with really no conclusive evidence. And you gotta really under you gotta really think conspiracy theorists out there. Really, I mean, honestly, let's let's be real with each other. Let's think about this. Did they want to make it a game? Did they want Arizona to be in the game to have a chance to win? Inquiring minds want to know these things. I mean, seriously, Aaron Jones scored a touchdown. It, honestly, it looked like he didn't, but there's no conclusive evidence. So that was the first bad beat of that bet that I had. They put the 30 on the board, and then they took it off. And then you're like, okay, well, you know what? Arizona just has to go down the field, kick a field goal with two minutes left. No problem. And, and like clockwork, 
like everything that we know about the most efficient offense in the NFL, they move down the field easily, in field goal range, in touchdown scoring range, and the rest is history. They, Kyler Murray throws the interception, and A.J. Green doesn't turn around. I, I don't know what the heck happens, guys. That was an awful beat. If they kick the field goal, go into overtime, highly unlikely that it ends in a tie. One of those two teams will get into field goal range, pretty good kickers. They'll kick a game-winning field goal, 27-24. Total would land 51. The bet would hit. 51 is a key number. Key number. A lot of games end on 51 more times than not. Enough of my rant. Again, positivity, week eight. We're not letting that Thursday night football week eight bet put us down. It's only minus 110 odds, so we're good there. All right, let's get into it, guys. The rest of the bets this week. I have a lot this week. I love this week. I really love this week. I have a lot of volume on this week. And I will probably have a couple more plays tomorrow morning. So, again, please, everybody listening to this podcast, do yourself a favor. If you want to make money, ask yourself, do you want to make money? Follow me then on free NFL bets with an S at the end on Twitter and we will make money together for free. Okay, enough of the promoting. The next player prop, so I have six total player props. I already named one, so I got five to talk about on the show and then I have five teasers, total spread, straight up picks, whatever you want to call them, parlays in my next section, and I had already talked about one, so I only have four left to talk about. But guys, I promise, excuse me, for some reason, I don't know why the books are scared, they're scared. They're not releasing the player props, and it's very annoying. I want to play player props. I have five more player props that I want to play, if the number is right. If the value is there, I have five more player props that I'm going to touch. So guys... Follow me last time at Free NFL Bets on Twitter. I will be releasing them. If you want the gold, if you want the money, free money. I'm giving out free money, guys, okay? All right, enough of that. Let's talk about the plays that I have so far. Next prop play. Let's let's talk about the player props. People are afraid to play are afraid to play the player props. Don't be afraid to play the player props, guys. These are the most profitable, in my opinion. In my opinion, they're the most predictable. They're the most value plays and profitable plays in pretty much any sports betting market. In my opinion, they are. And I'm not just saying that because I'm killing them this year. I'm saying that because they are. Um, Yeah, I don't have any other data or facts to, to say why they are. That's it. Anyways, here are the picks, guys. If you've listened this long, like, follow, subscribe. Give me a good rating on whatever platform you're listening to. Let's make some money. Player prop number two. One unit. Tua. Tungavailoa. Over 35 and a half passing attempts. Minus 120. On DraftKings. Everybody listen please. My friend. 
um, prop stars with a Z at the end on Twitter played Tua when he first came back against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, England. Okay, he played the completions. <coughs> and honestly, there's only probably about three on a side note. Sorry, on a side note. I'm on one tonight, guys. I'm on one tonight. We're getting it back on the green. Pay attention. If you're going to play completions, you really have to think about, is this quarterback going to just throw over his attempts? I mean, there's really only three quarterbacks that you should even bother playing completions instead of playing the attempts. Because the completion percentage for quarterbacks are, I mean, probably league average is like 62%. Probably somewhere around there, right? So if they're going to complete 62%, but you don't even know. I mean, they could have a bad game. They could not complete 62%. They could complete maybe 58 57%. But guess what? They're going to throw the ball. If you know the quarterback's going to throw the ball, you really should just play the passing attempts. Don't play the completions. I made the mistake with Daniel Jones um, two weeks ago. Well, I didn't make a mistake because it cashed. But... His passing attempts cashed way sooner than his completions. Okay? So, I mean, in in certain cases, Aaron Rodgers, he's a guy you want to play the completions instead of the passing attempts. He only throws maybe 33, 34 times a game. So, if they put the line at passing attempts 33 and a half, there's not a lot of value there. If they put his completions at 25 and a half, there's a lot of value there because Aaron Rodgers is hovering right around 66, 67% completion percentage for his career. Maybe even higher. Anyways, back to the bet. Tua Tagovailoa, he threw for like 50-some passing attempts in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He threw for like 43 last week or something like that against the Falcons. He's on the road in Buffalo. There's a little bit of wind, okay? There's a little bit of wind concern. I think 10 to 15 miles per hour, steady wind, 20-mile-per-hour gusts. It's not too bad uh, in, you know, in relation to being able to throw the ball. They're still going to throw the ball. The Dolphins do not believe in running the ball. Why? Because their offensive line isn't very good and they don't have a bell cow running back. And then also, they're probably going to be behind in this game or they're going to be trading punches. This, this honestly, guys, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. I'm, I'm just a little, I'm just a little concerned because I've had a lot of bad beats, and I've had some poor unit management in those bad beats. Well, I, I wouldn't say poor unit management. I've just had some bad beats on a lot of big units, okay? And that's why I'm even on the year. So I'm only making this a one unit play. If I was up like six units on the year, this would be like a one and a half unit play, two unit play, even at that. Two is going to go over 35 and a half passing attempts, guys. I would play this up to 37 and a half, honestly. Honestly, I'm not even joking. 37 and a half passing attempts for Tua, I'm playing that. Not even thinking about it. Okay, let's get to the next play. And again, it's one unit. And again, it's Tua Tungavailoa over 10 and a half rushing yards. Guys, we're making money on Tua, baby. We're making money on Tua. Ten and a half rushing yards. This number is crazy, crazy low. I can't even. I can't even express. If you want like my 
my best bet of the week. This is probably, it's either this one or the next one that I'm about to talk about. Tua getting over 10.5 rushing yards. When he has started and finished games, he goes over this more times than not. And they're saying, like, hey, Eric, what, like, what kind of handicapping, what kind of analysis is that? He only has, like, six games in his career so far that he's done that. But he didn't do it the first week that much uh, against New England. He was hurt and all that, and then he threw some turnovers and all that stuff. Tua, in his career, even at Alabama, he doesn't like to turn the ball over. He doesn't throw many interceptions. Guess what Buffalo does well? They can cover defensively in the back end, okay? And they also have a pretty good pass rush. So what's Tua going to see? He's going to see, dang, I don't have people open. Let me go take off and run. He only needs 11 yards rushing, and he's an athletic athlete. Like, what the heck is this? I mean, 10.5 rushing yards? Are you kidding me? Are you seriously kidding me? You have Tua Tungavailoa at 10.5 rushing yards. Guys, if I was an irresponsible gambler, which I'm not, I have been in the past, but I'm not now, I would unload my entire bank, <laughs> not my entire bankroll. I would divide my bankroll. I, I, would, I would put half my bankroll. If I had $1,000, I'd put $500 on that play. I mean, my goodness, 10.5 rushing yards, that is crazy. Crazy. For a quarterback that doesn't want to turn the ball over, again, it's key, guys. That's the reason I love this play. He doesn't want to turn the ball over. He doesn't throw many interceptions in his career, dating back to Alabama and also in the NFL. He doesn't want to throw interceptions. So he will tuck the ball down and he will run it. That's going to cash, guys. I mean, you can bet on that. Whatever, Go ahead and run with that one. Next play. Let's keep this thing moving. One unit. Michael Carter Jr. for the New York Jets over 18 and a half receiving yards. I think it's up to 22 and a half receiving yards now. It might be even higher. Guys, Sam Darnold. Sorry, that was the old Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is not playing. Why is this important? Zach Wilson did not check the ball down. He did not throw to the running backs. He just didn't do it. Why? I don't know. It's, it's just his mentality, guys. He likes to throw the ball down the field, but it's not smart. He needs to learn. He needs to learn to check the ball down because he's got some talented uh, running backs in that backfield, namely Michael Carter Jr., Mike White. Even though the Jets traded a fifth rounder, can you uh, – okay, on another side note, guys, on another side note, can you who who in their right mind thinks Joe Flacco is worth a fifth round draft pick? Are you serious? Are you seriously? I, I guys, I was shocked. Okay. Just just to put this in relation. Quinnen Dunbar for the Washington football team like two or three years ago was traded to Seattle for a fifth-round draft pick or a fourth-round draft pick. He's starting immediately, or he played meaningful games. That, that's a guy you're like, hey, Quinnen Dunbar is going to play on this football team. Guys, 
Joe Flacco may play, but he's not going to make an impact. And, and they got a fifth-round draft pick out of Joey Flack? Got to be kidding me. I, I mean, I'm shocked. Okay, enough of that. Anyways, I hope Joe Flacco plays. I love watching the red zone and Andrew Siciliano saying Joe Flacco and something bad happens and we make money. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, Mike White. Named the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. He threw to Michael Carter five times, six times in the second half. Michael Carter caught every single pass, and he had like 60 or 70 yards receiving last week. Guys, he had eight catches or seven catches. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He could get this in one catch. He could get this in two catches. He could get this in three catches. Michael Carter Jr. is probably going to get four catches. Average catch, maybe six yards a catch. Worst case scenario, he gets 24 yards receiving. That's worst case scenario, guys. Worst, worst case scenario. That's just free gold. That's just free money I'm giving out right there. One unit, Michael Carter Jr. for the New York Jets, over 18 and a half receiving yards. They're playing the Bengals. They're not going to be in the game. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be dumping the ball off, throwing a Michael Carter Jr. That's easy money. Next play. One unit, Taylor Heineke, Heineke, as, I'm sorry, I'm a Chase Young hater. Chase Young's whack. I, I don't like to call out players, but sorry. Sorry, man. Chase, Chase Young's whack because Chase Young said his name Heineke. Whatever, you can run with that. Anyways, Taylor Heineke over 22 and a half rushing yards, minus 114 on FanDuel. 22 and a half rushing yards, guys. He had 95 last week against the Green Bay Packers. I know he got half of the 95 on one long 40-yard run. Um, basically, this is the play, guys. Denver is very good in the secondary. Washington only has one wide receiver, and one wide receiver that Taylor Heineke really likes to throw to. It's obvious. It's Terry McLaurin. I don't have to be dramatic about it. Anybody in Denver can can cover Terry McLaurin relatively well. And that's not a knock on Terry McLaurin. That's more of a, hey, Denver's got dogs back there covering, okay? Patrick Sertan, the rookie. Bryce Callahan. Um, I think they got Darby. I like Darby, actually. Anyways, and guess what? Darby practiced against Terry McLaurin all last season because they were on the same team. Anyways, on a side note, Denver's underachieved in the secondary. They have talent. That talent is proven talent. Those uh, defensive backs, those cornerbacks, those safeties, they will get it right. I'm confident, guys. I'm so confident in that. I know football. I listen to these podcasts of other teams and them breaking down players, and I also watch football. So I know that these cornerbacks have been underachieving. Whatever, if it's the defensive scheme, whatever. This is a get-right game for the Denver Broncos secondary. It is a get-right game. So that means I love this play. (laughs) I love this play. I mean, this play is amazing, too. 22 and a half rushing yards. Taylor Heineke has gotten in trouble with turning the ball over. He knows if he needs to give his team a chance. And Ron Ron Rivera, the head coach for the Washington football team, has been in his ear. I know this. He's saying, don't turn the ball over. Give our team a chance. 
Taylor Heineke tomorrow afternoon is going to see no open wide receivers. He's going to either dump it off to J.D. McKissick or he's just going to tuck the ball down and run. And guess what? Denver, even if Von Miller doesn't play, even if he doesn't play tomorrow, they still have a pretty good pass rush. So Heineke's going to be rushed, and he's going to see nobody open. He's going to tuck the ball down and run. This one's going to cash, guys. Again, we're not losing. Week 8, we are not losing money. We are going in the green this week. These are strong bets this week, guys. Taylor Heineke, over 22.5 rushing yards. That's going to cash. Next play, last player prop. Not of the week because, again, I'm going to release more on Twitter. I'm going to bet more. I'm just waiting for these lines to come out because the books are scared. They're scared to release them on Wednesday when they should after the first injury report comes out. They're scared. Anyways, I have a half-unit play. Derrick Henry over 13.5 receiving yards. Um, the reason I have this as a half unit play instead of a full unit play is because I only bet player props when I know what the game script is going to be. So if I know what the game script's going to be, then I play the game. And that's why my player props have hit at around 65, 67% so far through seven weeks. Okay. Because I only play player props when I know the game script. Tennessee at Indianapolis, I don't know the game script. I just don't. My hunch is Indianapolis is going to win in a close game, but I don't know. I I really don't know. And so this is just a value play for me. Derrick Henry's heavily, or not heavily, he's consistently involved in the pass game. Whereas last year with Arthur Smith, he really wasn't, I mean, maybe one or two catches a game. He would have, at best, one or two. This year, he's consistently at two or three. So Derrick Henry getting to 14 yards receiving, it's highly likely. It's very likely. He's consistently involved in the passing game this year. They will throw to him. They will plan a couple throws to him, and then he might get one or two surprise checkdowns. This one's probably going to cash, guys. I really like this one a lot. Okay, so that's those are all my player props. So far, again, I'm waiting for some of the lines to come out, and then I'll play a prop. I mean, guys, I really think I might play. Um, I really might play five more player props, like one unit plays. I mean, strong. I mean, really strong five. I mean, one unit plays. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Okay, let's get to my spread teaser parlay section. I got four other bets I want to talk about. The first one is a two-unit, four-leg parlay, four-team money line parlay. Guys, again, it's so important to follow me on Twitter. When I released this play, it was minus 119. Absolutely absurd that I got this at minus 119, Okay. I just checked today on DraftKings, which I placed the bet originally on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever I placed it. I think it was Tuesday. It's up to minus 150. Okay, so you're having to pay 30 cents more on this play per dollar. So instead of 119 to win 100, you're paying $150 to win 100. 
it's just not a great bet at that point. I mean, it's just really not. I mean, I, I would still play it up to 150, probably. I would play it still for one unit, not two units. But yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, a minus 119 for this four-leg money parlay. This is stealing. That's why it's two units. All right, the four teams to win are Cincinnati money line against the Jets, Buffalo money line against the Dolphins, and the Rams money line at Houston, and lastly, Kansas City Monday Night Football at home against the Giants. Okay, so just quickly going over this one, Cincinnati playing the Jets and Mike White. Mike White's a quarterback, guys. I mean, this is not – okay, a lot of people would say this is a letdown spot for the Bengals. The Bengals are too young. They're too naive. They just have fun. They don't know that they're that good yet. They, they're still, they still think that they need to prove that they're good. When that happens, they just play football. They're, the guys, they're going to win. Their defense is actually pretty good this year. They're probably going to win by 20. Not worried about them. Okay, Buffalo, next next play. Buffalo at home against Miami. Buffalo's last game. They had a bye week last week. The week before that, they lost Monday Night Football at Tennessee because Josh Allen slipped on his quarterback sneak. Awful way to lose that game. They're going to be focused. They're going to want to get back in the win column. I kind of like that game to stay close. So I'm actually, uh, I don't know, a little scary, scary feelings on that one. But anyways, Buffalo's going to win. They'll find a way to win. Next play, I mean, this is my survivor contest uh, play of the week. The Rams at Houston. I've literally picked all my survivor plays, whatever team's playing Houston, as long as Davis Mills is the quarterback. Um, Rams are going to win that one, guys. Let's, let's not even waste our uh, breath talking about that one. Okay, last leg of the parlay, Kansas City. The reeling Kansas City Chiefs. Will we say reeling? Are they fading? They're three and four. Guys, they're not going to three and five. Not on Monday Night Football. Not against the Giants. Giants, they have some potential. They have ability. They're capable of winning. But man, Kansas City's just too talented. They're too det- I mean they have too much pride on that team. They have, they they have too much aspiration to to have a good season to make the playoffs. If they want to make the playoffs, they have to beat the Giants on Monday night. Let's not overthink it and let's just keep it as plain and simple as that. Yes, the Giants have a chance to win the game. I'm not discrediting them at all. Kansas City in desperation mode on primetime TV in front of millions of people. They're going to be motivated. They're going to win. Guys, that bet is going to cash. Okay? If you want to play any play out of all my picks this week, play that one. You will win money. All right, next play. I got a two-team teaser. One-unit play. This was stealing, guys. This was absolute steal. Uh, an, an absolute steal. I knew the Patriots line was going to go down against the Chargers. Um, Sharp money likes New England at uh, at Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Why? Because they beat them by 40 last year with, with Herbert at quarterback, okay? Only a year's change. Yeah, the Chargers got new coaching and all this stuff. 
The Chargers can't stop the run. New England runs the ball very well. And Josh McDaniels will have a great game plan. And also Mac Jones doesn't throw interceptions that often. Um, or if he does, it's, a, it's probably because the receiver's messed up. Um, Mac Jones will be able to keep this thing close if they need to come from behind a little bit. And, guys, to lose by 15, that's hard in the NFL, especially if you're somewhat of a, of a well-coached team and you have talent. So I actually like New England to win that game. So get 14.5 points, that's crazy. And the line, again, I placed this bet on Wednesday or Tuesday night. And now the bet, I mean, now they're at, like, minus 3.5 at some books, minus 4. So to get this in, in a two-team teaser at plus 14.5, that's insane value. Um, I coupled them with the Tampa Bay money line. Now, the Tampa Bay line was moving to minus 5.5, minus 6. And then people, sharp money really likes New Orleans to cover that game and some to outright win. I don't think New Orleans is going to win with Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay's bye, bye week after this game. And Tampa Bay's just better. They're, they're the best team in the NFL, guys. Even with that secondary, they're the best team in the NFL. Uh, Tampa Bay's going to win that game, guys. Not worried about it. All right, next play. I got two plays left that I'm going to talk about. Okay, uh, it was a three-leg parlay, or it is a three-leg parlay. Uh, the first leg already cashed. It was Arizona-Green Bay over 40.5 total points. That was a 45 or 46 total points, 45 total points. And then it's the Eagles plus 7 and the Vikings plus 14.5. This was minus 129 on the Rivers Sportsbook. Okay, so we already know the Arizona-Green Bay total uh, went over. And now we're just waiting on the Eagles plus 7 at Detroit and the Vikings plus 14.5 on Sunday Night Football. Let's start with the Vikings. Um, Dak Prescott's going to play, everybody. He's going to play. The This whole notion that he's not going to play, I really think the Cowboys are just saying that just to try to throw the Vikings off, just to try to, like, uh, not that they're going to get thrown off. They're, they're prepping, like, I mean, if he doesn't play, it's not going to change the game plan at all. I mean, they don't have to worry about whatever Cooper Rush is going to do or, or Will Greer. They're not worried. So just just tell us, guys. Just tell us. Just let everybody know Dak Prescott's going to play. Why am I so confident Dak Prescott's going to play? He doesn't run the ball anymore, guys. He doesn't run. He sits in the pocket and he throws the ball. If you have a calf problem, I, I, I guys, I've strained my calf. I've played football. I've, I've ran track in high school. If you strain your calf, you can sit in a pocket, bouncing feet facing the sideline, and throw the ball. You're not going to bother your calf. He's going to, guys, Dak Prescott's going to play. This is a freaking joke. Anyways, with that said, I'm saying that because when I played the Vikings plus 14 and a half, the line was Vikings plus three. Now the line is Vikings minus three and a half. That is freaking absurd. I'm seriously tempted to play the Cowboys plus three and a half. And I'm probably going to release a play with the Cowboys plus 14 and a half, maybe even plus 10 and a half on a two-team teaser because Dak Prescott's going to play. That line is so such an overreaction. It's not even funny. Okay, Eagles at Detroit. Detroit has a chance to win this game 100%. I'm not denying that. But do they have a chance to win by eight? No, not a chance, guys. Not a chance. 
Eagles lose by eight to the Detroit Lions defense, that would be an insane meltdown. Okay, a meltdown. The Eagles and Jalen Hurts will be able to move the ball and keep it close if need be. Guys, that bet's going to cash. I love that bet. Um, Okay, last bet of the week so far that I have released on Twitter. It's a four-leg parlay, uh, one unit. It's Green Bay plus 17.5 that already cashed. Tampa Bay plus 7.5 at New Orleans. And then two totals to finish it off. San Francisco, Chicago under 52.5. And Minnesota, Dallas over 39.5 total points. That's minus 133 on Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, Green Bay already cashed, as we said. Tampa Bay plus seven and a half. Tampa Bay is going to win that game. So I got seven and a half points with them. That's stealing. Okay, if they lose by eight, Tom Brady got injured. That's the only way that happens. Um, San Francisco, Chicago, under 52 and a half. Chicago's defense plays well at home. They still have a lot of pride. They have a lot of talented players. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. It's more Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not going to be able to get the 28 points. And even if they do, then Chicago would have to score 24. And San Francisco has a lot of pride, guys. They think they're going to win this game. They think they still have a chance to make the playoffs. San Francisco is a more well-coached team, and they have more talented players on offense and defense. They should win this game. And they should keep Chicago under 25 points. Guys, 52.5 points for that game? That game's going under. Uh, Minnesota-Dallas, over 39.5 points. Again, Dak Prescott's playing. Dak Prescott playing. This total's going over 50 points. Guys, that one's going to cash, too. I'll, I'll, be pretty, I'll be pretty darn shocked if that one does not cash. Okay. Um, so that's it, guys. Those are, those are my plays of the week. Um, I've been keeping track of all my spread plays for the week and total plays, too. But I won't talk about that until... Um, I'll, I'll track them and then I'll, I'll keep like a season tally on that. But yeah, guys, that's it for the podcast this week. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next show.